Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning. How you doing? So far, so good. Good. Glad to hear it. Had Easter last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do the Easter egg things? Uh, we don't do Easter egg things for Charlene and I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just see this happening in our yard. No, we don't do yeah. it just for the two of us. And I don't think <laughs> uh, Dolly doesn't know what to do with round things. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. That's your, that's your little fancy dog. Yes. Yep. Has no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. When I was talking to my wife. I was like, Ernest was like, you know, dye the Easter eggs and stuff, you know. Or she was, we were going to do that with Charlie. I was like, what do we do with these things? She was like, eat them, hide them. I'm like, hide them, though. And she's like, well, no, not hide them. I'm like, but I remember back in the day, hot outside, we're looking for Easter eggs after lunch that were hard-boiled eggs, and we would eat them. Now, I assume that's probably not up to the uh, Food and Drug Administration standards. No, probably not something you're going to do with a public <laughs> group like at the, the church. But... Uh, we we use plastic eggs. Right, we can do that safely, mm-hmm. and even put M and M's inside and do that safely. Yeah. You know, some of the other candies will melt. Sure, it makes a real mess on the inside. Yep. But M and M's work good. We uh Skittles. Yeah, exactly. An old candy bar or something like mm-hmm. that. We used to uh, go to my grandparents' house, Bob and Dora Stout, and uh, one of my favorite childhood memories because two years in a row, she there was. They would write down where all the eggs are because that's good. It was a problem, right? I have a there story were for that. six of us kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember not being able to find them, but they, they had them written down this year. And two years in a row, I couldn't find the one that had five dollars in it. Okay, so the first time it happens, you got to be thinking, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we, we couldn't find this one. The second year, you got to assume they're like, okay, so you're finding this egg, and you're saying you couldn't find it, right? But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I just never got it. Never got it. So, but they'd always give me five dollars, anyways, right? Um, and uh, let's see, it'd been four or five years ago. We had uh, one of my friends over and their kids, and there was a little girl. He has a little girl named Alexa, and she found that egg. Really? In like the upstairs closet, and and my name is Alex, obviously. I know. I was so, wondering. and she opened it up, and there's five dollars, and she brought this down. And she goes, "This has your name on it," and I was like. Where did you find that? So that was like so cool. They're like, All we those found years it. later. Yeah. Yes. It had to be in there for 10 years or something. This is why we don't use hard boiled eggs in that. Oh, see? Because you, you, you put an egg in a closet for 10 years that's hard boiled. Right. You would have a reminder of that. Yo, I mean, hopefully you'd find it before then, right? Well, it's kind of like having a dead mouse under the stove. Uh-huh. You know, if you just, you know, spray some stuff around it sooner or later, that thing will go away, right? My wife doesn't like that explanation either. No. Okay. <laughs> something you just don't get rid of. No. Easy. All right. So last week, kind of tried yeah. to get on this question, but knew it was going to be a longer one. Yeah. So you ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Is God responsible for the pain and suffering that people experience in hell? Well, that would first part actually introduces the second part is God responsible for pain and suffering and he did not design the world for that that was not his design 
that is actually our responsibility. Sure. And that comes from Genesis chapter 3. If you look in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you realize God put everything together in a really special way, mm -hmm. and it was for our benefit. Yeah. It's when we decided to listen to somebody other than God, serpent, Satan, and actually fell for his lies that God removed us from the garden and we lived into a curse. Yeah. It's not like he had it ahead of time. But don't so you don't think that that was his plan. I think he knew. I think he knew because he put into us free will to decide anything we want yeah. to decide, go any way we want to go. The positive side of that is when we worship God, we worship him without strings attached. We praise his holy name because of who we recognize he is. Yeah. The flip side of that is we can turn our back on him at any moment. Yeah. And he knows that. He knows we're going to do that? He knows we can do that. Okay. And so... Being creator God, seeking wholehearted worship from his creation, he didn't put the strings on it. Now the second piece of that is, then yes, hell is real. He's not responsible for us to go there, but he knows there are some that will. Well, he's kind of responsible in some way because he's the one that makes the judgment but that is from True. our own action but he allows us to do our own actions yeah. in the way that we're selecting it okay so if there were no consequences to any of your actions what would you do right yeah we'd do as you please yeah and the thing that is interesting about that doing as I, as we please if i do as i please it may negatively affect you oh yeah Whereas if we live as God has sort of given us a, instructions to live, we're not going to be preying on each other the same way. Right. Uh, in fact, Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Of course. Which is an interesting rule. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that this morning. Uh, so you talk about evil. I stepped in dog poo this morning. I mean, is there anything more evil than that? Well, you no. Know, but it just goes with you everywhere if you don't take care of it. Yeah. We make sure that we pick up after our dog. Right. No matter whether we're in our own yard or in somebody else's yard, we pick up Dolly's due. Mm -hmm. Not everybody else does. I train my dog to go to the field. That's a really good training. Yep. Unless you're walking in the field hunting pheasants. Well, unless it's too cold outside, then he decides he's not going to do that. But Well, yeah. then then if I'm walking in my own yard, I shouldn't step in poo. Right. But somebody else didn't carry that same regard. I see. And I stepped in poo in my own yard mm -hmm. from somebody else's dog. So I was indignant this morning as I cleaned my shoes, mm -hmm. thinking, why doesn't somebody do for me as I did for them? Yep. But the reality is, that's the world we live in. Right. All of us have that free will. Mm-hmm. And hell is a reality. Yeah. There's a lot of real world value for following God's commands, I've found. Yeah. Um, and it, 
I used to think that it wasn't necessarily going to have a real world fruitfulness because, you know, based on my good actions, like that wasn't actually going to like benefit me, you know, in the real world, that was just something stored up for heaven. Right. But what I've seen is that it's, it's not necessarily, it is, you, there are, there's real world, real value to yes. doing the things, you know, loving one another, treating them the way you are, you want them to treat you. Right. And it seems, I didn't seem to think, I didn't used to think that because I was, you know, when someone were to say, you know, I am suffering because I'm sinning or, you know, the, uh, you know, the old way of thinking, you know, I am wealthy and rich because God has favor for me, you know, but that's not the case. Not the case. In fact, sometimes the wealthy and rich are the ones that God's saying, yeah, you wrote me off, done your own thing. Yep. You have your own consequences. Yeah. And that's interesting. You talk about that, that personal journey where you thought, you know, the scriptures were speaking to you and for your own life. Uh, and I think a lot of Christianity is living in those values. Okay. I also think that we're really running in danger because we're not sharing those values with others. And we're specifically instructed to do so. Mm -hmm. And so in one way or another, we're then responsible for the way our society's running, the way yeah. our culture's going. It's consuming people rather than building them up. Yeah. And that's not what Christ came for. Mm -hmm. So God... But it's a hard, is, is it's a hard thing to say. For the bad things that take you to hell? No, we are. Well, does God, does God create someone knowing that they'll make the decisions that lead to hell? He knows their decisions, so what they're going to be doing. I also think he creates the opportunities that they could avoid it. Well, yeah, he gave us Jesus, but well, in addition to that, I think God's intent individually for us is high enough that he's going to make sure somebody gets they're going to get the gospel they're going to get exposed yep. in fact uh, i go to the belief that we will not see christ come again until the gospel has reached every language and every language group yeah and there's still three thousand languages to have the gospel in their language yeah well, well, that was a statistic as of a year ago. Quite the undertaking. But Some it's work, being worked on. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so they do make decisions that will lead them. He, know, he creates us knowing that we will make decisions that are worthy of hell. But he gives us the path to get out. Right? He gives us a path to get out, yes. Mm -hmm. From his word. First From Corinthians the, chapter 10. Verse, yeah. yeah. You yep. want that one? Sure. First Corinthians chapter 10. So, if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13. verse 13. Now when it says that, 
the that you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear is that telling us that he's going to intervene or is he is that him telling us you can bear every temptation you are capable of bearing every temptation both okay because what the the last part is i think we are often underestimating how much we can bear under yeah and i don't know whether you found it in your life so far but i i find that god has taken me to withstand a lot more pain than i ever thought i could mm -hmm. i had a, a slip disc that slipped in 1977 Woof. and uh I, I dealt with that till 2000, till November of 2007, when it finally, you know, my, my left leg was withering up and it was really noticeable. And then they intervened and did that surgery. And I have not felt so good yeah. as I did after that surgery. Hmm. And, and I, I haven't suffered with it since. Good. So I didn't know how much pain I was in until I no longer was in that pain. Yeah. And it was amazing. Right. I mean, I knew I did it in 77, and I knew it sort of lingered long, mm -hmm. but I didn't know until it was gone how bad it was. Yeah, and you don't know, like, the, the relief from the pain and suffering is awesome, but just think about the suffering you go through, like suffering for somebody else the not necessarily there might not necessarily be that relief but or suffering a struggle within your for changing something from yourself that i've always found is like struggling through something defeating one of those temptations that has been really hard that's some of the just juiciest fruit that god gives us as far as like real world or as far as earthly value that euphoria you feel that is, I think, is a gift. Breakthrough. Yeah. 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 That's you have, awesome. You sound like you have an illustration. In my head. In your head. Okay. I don't know You're if not I can think share. of anything. I, no, okay. I can't necessarily think of anything. Just, you know, pride within the power of the Spirit, you know? Okay. Moving you. I, I don't necessarily have something I've, uh, I don't know, beaten yeah. with that. Well, there's, there's several things that I could think of is the fact that uh, I, I struggled a lot with uh letting the holy spirit just have its own way uh-huh and so holding the holy spirit off in one specific area of my life i was holding the holy spirit off and i said i really don't feel comfortable doing that and then in a in a worship atmosphere in with all these other people i i said okay and it was a beautiful breakthrough mm -hmm. and i praise the lord for it yeah that's right. And when it's happened since, I praise the Lord for it. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Okay, I've got something I need you to look up, Second Timothy. Um, it relates to this question. I'm glad we didn't do it the other week because, um, yeah, I can see now we're already getting a little long. Chapter 3. Chapter 3 somewhere. Okay. Um, and it's... it's uh, uh, talks about hell somewhere in there. I'm trying to remember exactly where the verse was. Um, something along the lines, like, along the lines of what we are destined for. And if you can't find it, I'm trying to kind of just fill the air. So, 
it looks like maybe I was wondering what you're what you're headed towards we're talking about the last days in chapter 3 and people will be lovers of no. themselves uh, denying having a, having a form of godliness and denying its power having nothing to do with them have nothing to do with them uh, about the women and the worms and uh, well maybe I'm not going to find it you say has to do with hell. Yeah. Maybe that's something I'll look up and clarify next week then. The Lord rescued me from all of them. Yeah. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life like Jesus Christ will be persecuted while evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. No, I must have gotten it wrong because it was something about how God created us or we were made in a certain way destined for destined for hell. But I, I think I might need to try to find that. I think maybe you'll have to try to find that. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. You were in chapter three, weren't you? I am. Okay. We'll touch on that another time. Um, I do have uh, more questions for you, though. Um, where should someone start in the Bible if they're new to the Bible? Obviously not in Timothy, Second Timothy. Gospel we don't know. John. John. Okay. Because you know, in chapter one, it already talks about in the beginning. Yeah. And so it gives you a sense of where God's starting from. John's gospel is, uh, I, I think it's more personal. Okay. Mainly because it's written by the disciple who was close enough to Jesus that he would lay his hand, his head in his lap, okay. Jesus' lap. I mean, that's talks about relationship. So. John comes at it, and, and not all the, while well, Mark, Matthew, and Luke, those synoptic gospels have a lot of parallel passages. Mm -hmm. John adds material, has more material, as well as some parallel material. Okay. And, uh, and then he leaves out some of the stuff that the other three gospels have. So I find it a very genuine work. Yeah. And then it all uh, leads up to the fact of, uh, you know, it's not a complete. Right. John realizes that he's told a story, but there's just so many stories to tell it. He hasn't got them all in there. Right. I li I've always liked that. Yeah, that parallel story, parallel argument, parallel anything to what a, someone is trying to say. You know, just maybe just, you know, um, you know, example of something mm -hmm. or uh you know, a different story that goes along with it that kind of helps you bring it together really clicks for me, and I enjoy that a lot more. Or yeah. I, I absorb it a lot more, I should say. Yeah, I agree with that one. Very how, personal. How much How much do we... My mom was actually... We were talking about this. Uh, um, how some of the uh, recommendations for, you know, absorbing God's Word is some of the New Testament, some of the Old Testament is what's the point of that? Well, because if, if you just do New Testament, mm -hmm. you're only getting the last part of the story. Right. If you do the Old Testament, then you realize that God's been about this business yeah. of redeeming his people for a very long time. From the beginning of creation, Genesis 1-2, you see God's intention. Mm -hmm. In chapter 3, you see what we did to his intention. Yeah. And then from chapter 4 on, you see how God's trying to continue to, to, to show up and, and bring people back to him. Yeah. 
it's kind of like the story of Lazarus with that a little bit. Exactly. He could have given us Jesus a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But then his word, the whole Bible, that context to understand why we need a Jesus mm-hmm. makes it much more powerful. Yes. And that story says how big Jesus is, mm-hmm. how powerful Jesus is. Yeah. And uh, disclaims the fact that some people just say, well, he was just a good teacher. Yeah. He's a whole lot more than that. Yeah. Good teacher. A lot of religions have Jesus in them. Right. Yeah. And I've always felt, I, I always, I was, doesn't make any sense for you to say he's a good person. Either he's the Messiah, the dude, or he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I don't think there can I be anything even Jesus in between. Said that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Paul to me. said it several times. Either yeah. he's the Christ or he isn't. Yeah. Or he's crazy. It's super makes no sense after that. No. He even says that of the resurrection. Yep. Truth. Yeah. If I don't believe the resurrection, then all the rest of it's right. Makes no sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of history that talks about that too, not just necessarily in the Bible. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And since this is a this uh episode is right after Easter, yeah. It makes sense to what think fit? about okay, folks, I mean, in in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10, it says uh, you need to be able to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Mm. And you know, that's not a passive thing. We believe in a creative God who not only has life, but also can recreate life. Yes. Raise them from the dead. Mm-hmm. Then we at least have a little inkling of who God is. Right. But without those two elements, I, I have reservations as to whether we should call ourselves Christians. Yeah. If you don't believe that part of it. And the thing is, is that... I understand why that thing is hard. That part is hard to believe. We don't you see know. it every day, right? We don't see it ever. Yeah. But once your faith journey has grown to the point where it must be acknowledged, it's something that I still like think about, and it's kind of mind blowing as to not necessarily accepting it, but the reasons why it had to be that way. And just seeing all of this planning that God did up until this point, the whole journey is fascinating. It is. It was, I just, just think, you know, Bible study is like, oh boy. All right, here we go to Bible study. Could be watching TV, could be doing something, you know, that could Video actually games. just entertain me, no thinking, right? But once you get to Bible study and everyone's asking these questions that you don't ask, you don't think about all the different, all the different little brains, you mm-hmm. know? looking at the same thing that come up with something completely different off of literally 20 words. That's right. It's so cool just to see that whole story. Yeah. Well, and I find it myself every time I go through the same scripture that I've gone through times and times again yeah. that I, I still see new things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the Holy Spirit working with me. Yeah. I mean, basically, the Holy Spirit is trying to deepen us as disciples, mm-hmm. making us better disciples every day. Yep. Constantly changing, constantly growing counseling yes good stuff it is i uh um when i was younger my mom would do this thing for the easter uh we did it as a youth group once a couple of times where we'd go and we make um these cookies okay they were meringue cookies so you we whip them up put them on a little sheet 
and you put them in the oven to I think the oven gets turned on like at 200 degrees for like 10 minutes. And then you shut the oven off and we put a little piece of tape over. The tomb is sealed. Okay. And then in the morning you open up, the cookies are done and then they're hollow on the inside. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're called tomb cookies. Me and my sister, we were just talking <laughs> that we should have made some of those because they're really good. But back in the... But we they're did, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was cool. Oh, there's uh-huh. empty inside. Wow. Yep. And we would uh, joke that we were going to put, we like, they need some chocolate in them or something. I was thinking the same thing. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, when you put something, and then someone's like, but the tomb is supposed to be empty. You know, we're like, well, we'll just, we'll pretend it's, we're putting some Jesus in there. We're like squirting Hershey syrup in there and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine, go you, ahead. You could, you could do that <laughs> as a post-resurrection cookie and fill them with yeah, really good stuff and call them with Jesus in the center. There you now. go. Mm-hmm. Worship cookies. Right. Or the, I'm like, center. no, yeah, the cookie's now my heart, and I'm going to put some delicious Jesus in there. But, I mean, put Jesus whatever. in Whatever, yeah. We were silly kids. So, all right, you want some fun questions? How about this? Have you ever been on a zip line? N- yeah, no. You've no. never been on a zip line? I don't, yeah. Trampoline? Once. Once? Okay. Didn't have trampolines back in? Well, they may have had them back in the day, but there wasn't any around Kansas. Uh, I was on my grandchildren's trampoline once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, it really reset my opinion of solid ground, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it was scary. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember trying to like make my my brother go as high as we could get him, which was so much fun. Oh yeah, double jump him a few times, and then my uh, uh, youngest sister was on the trampoline, and she was probably too young for that kind of you know messing around. Can't imagine. Oh man, she got flipped off of there, landed on her head, on her head, on her head. Yep, and then just kind of like stood up, crying a little bit, walked back into the house, and we're all just like. Uh oh. What's mom gonna say? We're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Let's get our story straight, you guys. Mm-hmm. But fact check. Yeah. It then blew away in the wind. So almost like God well, yes. maybe wanted us not to have that for a little Wipe bit. Wipe away all trampolines. Oh man. Everyone gets Tears hurt on trampolines. <laughs> Everyone gets hurt on trampolines. I'm I'm pretty sure that trampolines maim more kids than any other thing. <laughs> Certain of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just don't tell your insurance company you've got one. That's right. It's yep. a lot of fun. Another trampoline story, we moved one in front of the pool at uh, my friend's house here um, after we were told not to. Right. But man, was that fun. Bounced from the trampoline into the pool, used mm. it instead of a diving board. Okay. Oh, yeah. How many of you hit the edge between? None. Oh, really? We were being safe. Okay. Is what we were, what we, no. how we justified it later. No one was spotting you there at the... No. Okay. Mm-mm. Nope. It wasn't even like level ground. It was a bad idea. I just have found that if there's a hard edge for me to hit, I probably will. Yeah, if you're going right to it. Yeah. Yep. Magnetic. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure there's a theory behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've lived as long as I am, as clumsy as I am, being cautious and having foam. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you ever, I'm Pads. sure since you're older than me, I am. Um, you just like look back on things, right? You just like trying to count the times you're, you're certain you were just like near death. <laughs> You're like, wow, that was real freaking close, you know? There's, I don't, I, there's still things that stick in my head that are just like, mm-hmm. sure got lucky there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember a cattle truck incident that dad and I were together, and I think we still wonder how we made it through that. Mm-hmm. Brakes were not on the truck 
right? And oh, man. We were loaded, and there was a car stopped all of a sudden in front of us. And I, there is no shoulder on that road, but I cannot figure out yet to this day how that shock truck did not end up on its side. Because <sighs> we weren't around it. Mm -hmm. We weren't around that car. Yeah. And, uh, and Dad and I looked at each other on the other side. I was driving recently by myself and uh, I was coming back from my in-laws place. And as you're coming from Muscatine, you know, I always get mixed up with which road to turn on. I know it's 22 I'm getting on, but there's two intersections that are like identical. Right. And some, I've, every time I'll like get into the lane and Carly will be like, next one. I don't know why I have a problem with it, but this time I was by myself with the dump trailer turned on that road. And I wasn't really painting you know, I'm on this road. It's late. You know, I'm just driving. And then all of a sudden I'm going up a hill and there's a stop sign and I'm flying through this intersection with, you know, the, on the other side, it's the like, Hey, you got to go these ways. Yeah. You don't have a choice. And I'm hammering on the brakes, but I go up and over that hill and Woo. thank God there's like a dirt road there. <sighs> and I just slow down on that road back up. And I was just praise the Lord. Yeah. Need to be a better driver. Most of us think we're in the top half. Just watch of the signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things like 70% of people think they're in the top half of drivers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not me. I think I'm probably in the lower ones. We're just uh, glad we don't know sometimes what we don't know. That's right. Don, will you pray us out? I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the oppor opportunity you gave us to celebrate your son, Jesus Christ, his life and his ministry, but also his death and ultimately his resurrection. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given us that same opportunity to look forward to the resurrection you will give us in the future. Lord, walk with us this week. Allow your Holy Spirit to change us in ways that you would love us to change. And we will give you all the honor and glory and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Subscribe Blessings. to the email list uh, or tell somebody else. Yeah, pass it on to somebody to. else. That's right. So join us next week. We might get contagious. Yeah. We'll catch on. That's right. Hopefully. Thanks, everyone. Blessings. Take care. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun, too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.